0: This episode of Star Trek The Next Conversation is brought to you by the good folks at the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum and Auditorium. You're watching any of E's coverage of the Academy Awards not one week ago. You might have seen them at the corner. Why? Because they're located at the crossroads of entertainment, and that's where the Academy Awards happen, ladies and gentlemen. Hollywood and Highland, you're looking for something to do. Maybe you've seen an IMAX movie at the Chinese theater and you're like, man, there's no good pizza around here. Let's fill our brains instead of our stomachs. You could go over to the Ripley's Believe It or Not auditorium after 5.30pm and get two people in for the price of one, only $20 thanks to this podcast. Just mentioned, Star Trek, the next, next conversation. And they'll be like, what are you talking about? And then you'll be like, the podcast. And then they'll be like, oh, right. Yes that okay here you go two for one enjoy have a lovely experience and he's just looking at me like should we be saying this <laughs> no i love it <laughs> i think they're really getting their money's worth no i think it's like uh i really just hope they brief everybody on this uh thing i don't want I them anyone impressed. confused i don't want anyone confused yeah i want everyone to go in and, and enjoy their uh, time there uh so look you're looking at something to do You know what to do. At 5.30 p.m. Two for one. Twenty dollars. Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium, Hollywood and Highland, The Crossroads of Entertainment. It's good enough for the Academy Awards. It's good enough for you. star trek the next conversation we're back we have been redeemed thanks to redemption part one and two uh the patrons you lieutenants out there check your feeds there's there should be a new pod or two in there um otherwise uh, i'm matt i'm andy and this is star trek the next conversation I don't it know. is uh, the great episode darmok and by say great episode i just mean oft quoted episode <laughs> depending on your opinion of darmok angelot at Tanagra Not the full name of the episode The full name of the episode is Jess Darmok Anyway Welcome Thank you Thank you for welcoming me I'm not welcoming It's good you. to be here Andy not, You're always here uh, You're not wrong
1: I'm welcoming the rest of them
0: Well hello rest of them How are you guys? You good? Rest of them at Tanagra Did you finish up Discovery? How was it everybody? Let me know it's hard to avoid spoilers, particularly with our face group. Is Oh, yeah, I yeah. I don't know. I
1: try to just peek in, but, uh, you know. <coughs> they're always talking uh, talking that, new Trek. No, actually, Nacho has split off a, uh, a separate uh, uh, Discovery.
0: Um, uh, Discovery branch. Facebook group. Discovery wing. Yes. Uh, well, that's good. Keep the spoilers uh, localized. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, look, I haven't seen it yet. I'm... I'm, I'm Looking forward to it when I get to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. This guy's uh, he's T minus whatever, uh, 72? I mean, the baby's due date is, is Monday, but. Uh, it's now Saturday. I think there's a pretty good chance I will be at a matinee of uh, Endgame. And that's really my hope, is that I get to see this Avenger Endgame Wait, when before is it? the baby comes. I have tickets. I was going to ask I you. I bet if you, you do. You but they're probably to? late night tickets. I'm Which I can't do, you. because labor usually happens at night. Yeah, it's uh, on Thursday. Uh-huh. Yeah, Thursday night. What time, maybe? No, 6. I had them at 6. 6, 6 p.m., I have, huh? I only
1: have them at, at uh, late at night, because we work for uh, a gentleman who you never can tell when we're getting out. We work in a medium, where
0: you never can tell when you're getting out. Well, that is also true. Yeah. Uh, that's reasonable. You're on hiatus. You can do a 6 o'clock. Is that the first showing they have? Probably. Mm, I don't know. All right. Well, anyway... We'll it's cross, in 3D though. Morning, you cross meant. that bridge when we come to it. Of course, it's in 3D. Andy refuses to let the uh, medium die. I love it. I love it. It's like you're in it, guys.
1: Come on, 3D. Frank Sinatra, 3D. <laughs> it's like it's happening
0: in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. If they had Smell A Vision still, I'd do it. <laughs> uh, do you like a, uh, like when you go to a like 4D. a theme park and it's like this whole thingamajiggy? Uh, I mean, not only do
1: I enjoy that, but they they have a couple of good ones in town. And, uh, and I go to them occasionally. I went to see Force Awakens and uh, when something happens to our. Uh, one of our favorite
0: characters oh like a 4D situation yeah yeah
1: they 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 stab you in the back like you're being stabbed <laughs> with um a lightsaber. i
0: um i was referring to things like your terminator 2 3D at universal studios the rides those, but that's, that, that's isn't that essentially ride, the same more of a, i mean those are they're they're real they're actors out there andy you know wait a minute they do it they do a, they bridge it they bridge it they'd bridge it Oh, you mean like where they're like, oh no, things are going wrong and they... Yeah, but then you have like the actors portraying Sarah Connor and the Terminator and John Connor. Oh, you're saying... They, and they jump into the screen and it's, the, and it's Schwarzenegger and it's Is like that what Hamilton? happens? Yeah. I don't remember yeah. that yeah. in that ride. I thought it was uh, just the person who works
1: for uh, Cyberdyne, Cyberdyne sure. saying... Well,
0: then they did a great job because you didn't even notice the difference.
1: But they didn't... But Sarah Connor and, and yeah, John Connor the Yeah, T-1000 there? comes out also. Really? Yeah. I don't
0: remember that. It's a great time. Those mm-hmm. are not available anywhere but in Tokyo, I believe. No,
1: they also had a the Back to the Future one, but that wasn't as much interaction. That was just you just sit. No, that was delivery. a ride. Right.
0: I don't think of T two three D as a ride. I think what do of you it describe a show. a show? Yeah, because you're not fastening your seatbelts. the
1: the 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 seats don't shake or anything in that they way. They sure do. Oh, so how is that not a ride?
0: Well, because they don't all individually shake. It's you know the entire theater moves. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's not like you're in a ride. Uh, people back me up on yeah, this. but in Back to the Future, it's not just you; it's a group of people sitting in well, seats. Well, it's a special eight-person DeLorean that Doc has a prototype of. You that, could call uh, it a very small you. theater. That's yeah, all. It is a small theater, I suppose, <laughs> but it's not on hydraulics. You know, the theater's not on hydraulics. At uh,
1: how do they shake the seats? Then
0: it, they don't. They don't shake. Shake. They sort of like they lift up at one point, and you sort of forget they lift up when you're going up an elevator thing, and then well, that must at the be end hydraulics. of the show when they uh, when it explodes uh, the the, the whole theater drops it's good it drops like you know an inch and a half that must be hydraulics though yeah it probably is hydraulics Andy (laughs) you're you're (laughs) correct you're correct that is
1: probably how (laughs) they do it Um, it would have been funny to have it end in like just end it on judgment day and just you see all the bones of humanity and then there you go folks everybody done
0: <laughs> you mean an unsuccessful yeah, just we didn't
1: beat him goodbye. oh well goodbye yeah. <laughs> that's and Andy's, then they go outside Andy's, and it's exactly Andy's the
0: same Andy's theme park is uh, <laughs> it would be very dark real, real downer <laughs> yeah.
1: it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't make a lot of money
0: maybe it'll make a lot of oh, you yeah, don't know I mean I maybe it's just true a, there's a there's a there could be a hole in the market you've just identified, Andy. People who want the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they can handle said truth.
1: Weirdly, I was, I was... Now we're we're so far off the rails and we haven't even begun. Uh, I was watching... I don't know what spurred it on, that you can't handle the truth. You're watching A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. Sure, the uh,
0: Sorkin classic.
1: Some internet hole must have led me to that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what? I want to see that scene again. And, uh... And uh, I remember being irked by it originally, but I really appreciated it
0: uh, this time around. You know, wisdom, age, you got it all now. You're it's a total package, Andy. <laughs>
1: Thanks, buddy. Please tell the ladies in town.
0: Ladies in town, he's the total package. He's got wisdom and age. and uh, and uh... There's nothing ladies like more than age. Well, some <laughs> do. Some have daddy
1: issues. What? That is not my fault. That's somebody else's fault. You're being Skyped in, bro? not me is it yeah that's you is it me yeah oh wow if that's me
0: that would be crazy i see nothing do you have skype open i can't imagine i do just hit command tab and you'll see everything that you have okay. open. Ooh, command tab i learned something is it I, I just hit command tab and then it went, up, but nothing happened well it's probably because the person stopped trying to get a touch of you get on get a touch of you i don't have skype open oh, what was that what was that then Is somebody trying to reach me? Is somebody in trouble? Maybe someone's in trouble. Wow.
1: Well, I don't... That's not... I don't believe that was my computer. I'm Um, refuting your statement.
0: If only there was some way to find out. There isn't, so I don't care. Uh, Let's head into the Admirals Club, Andy. The Admirals Club, you say? I do say. All right. Can you say? Oh, wait. No. First. (laughs) Sorry, guys.
1: We just need a couple more runs at this show, and we'll have it down. First this.
2: Matt Oh yeah you have them watch this episode?
0: Yeah, you have to. There
2: you go. He
1: says watch Darmok, the most memed of all episodes.
0: Yeah, it's really up there. It's up there with the four lights. Now we can go into the Admirals Club. Alrighty.
3: Go to Tuesday Leave a Faster review and join me.
0: How do they get into the Admirals Club? Well, Andy, they all they have to do is go to your Apple Podcast app, your iTunes, leave a five-star review, and you'll be welcomed. Here's what some of you are saying.
1: Argyle would be proud by Legacy Trek Pod. Congratulations on 100 episodes, unbeknownst to Matt and I. We passed mm-hmm. 100 episodes. Mm-hmm. Most podcasts are stuffy about being on the money with everything, and then there's this one. That's it's... true. <laughs> It's just two guys who love, one who loves TNG and the other one that hangs out with him, talking about each episode like any of us would. I've been laughing so hard at their commentary that I've almost run off the mass pike at times. Nice, local boy. Keep up the great work. We Uh, will try. Thank you, Argyle. Next one's fantastic from Morning Glory 95. (laughs)
0: exactly the year that that album came out you are a big oasis fan aren't you sir
1: oh wow good, good, good. nice uh, nice detail uh fantastic track star trek related pod i mean it's not mission log but
0: it's pretty darn good no we're say. not mission log no we're not mission, mission log has like facts and stuff if this is uh we just have our gut <laughs> we're kirk they're picard
1: <laughs> oh wow that one must hurt you i like
0: that <laughs> I, I love kirk he's my first captain i've never heard you say you love kirk why wouldn't i love kirk
1: i don't know you're always uh, a star trek fan you're always have to in any ranking
0: that people ask us about well, well, what would you do for this picard's what would you do my, for that picard's my favorite yeah but kirk i can't love more than one captain and
1: kirk is never even in any ranking you're always putting well, i mean not I, that i, I don't, I don't love Janeway situations too, but,
0: but uh you know i think overall captain you got janeway's probably your your best bet FYI, just to just to ref- respond to the uh, the previous uh, very diplomatic stuff, you, you need a Picard. Sure, no win scenario, you need Kirk. Wartime, he's... Cisco. Hmm. Birth of the Federation, Archer.
1: <laughs> Do you think facing off with Khan, one of the other captains would have done better?
0: Uh, yeah, a lot of people die in that movie. Oh, you're talking about the movie not Space Seed? Oh yeah, I think Sorry, yeah, I think the, some the, captains the, I think some captains wouldn't have sent him to a planet he could rule on his own, thusly eliminating the need for a second uh, entree with him. <laughs> right. Is it, well, you wouldn't have executed him, though. No? no, but you could take him to, like, a Federation prison. Yeah, but he would have gotten out of a Federation prison. Well, that's really not on Kirk, then, that the Federation couldn't hold him. He well, just you're just asking about everything. avoiding responsibility, then. You're not I'm not asking for avoiding responsibility. You're just saying, saying what you should have done protocol-wise. <laughs> oh, you and your protocol. I'm a protocol
1: droid. I'm with Kirk on this. Okay. Um, We can go into the president circle, if you like. Well, Oh, yeah. we we'll just respond to the Admiral's Wait Club thing. Wait a second, what? Sorry, uh, I... I uh, uh, I do. Uh, I do enjoy uh, Star Trek: Next Generation. At this point, <laughs> I have been enjoying it. There was, was some bumpy, uh, bumpy uh, first season episodes and second season episodes,
0: and honestly, there were some third season episodes that were questionable. Fourth but, season uh, had some bumps too. Every episode, every season has bumps, but, but it is uh,
1: really just uh, it is just that, increased uh, in quality and enjoyment uh, with every passing episode. So. FYI. Uh, but, uh, you know, and as we go forward, who knows where we'll go? Who knows what my reactions will be as I see episodes I've never seen before? Although, the next one.
4: Oh, wait, I'm not. <laughs>
0: in the president's circle, folks. Well, someone had to. We were never getting in there. Andy was pontificating in the Admiral's Club. Love Shack again. Why not?
1: You're not playing something from Coldplay, huh? (laughs) Why would I play something from Coldplay? Didn't we just have a Coldplay? Isn't Morning Glory a Coldplay right now? No, it's Oasis. Oasis, sorry. They're all the same to me. (laughs) Sure. Um... Our, uh, in, the, uh, in the United Federation of Plans President Circle, we read uh, a couple of subspace messages from the members of the President Circle that have joined our Patreon. Uh, if you'd like to join our Patreon and get bonus content, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Uh, our first one is from Lieutenant Cody Wappenkamp, who says, What trek species? do you think prepares the best food? I thought this was an interesting question. Klingon looks food looks disgusting. Ferengi mm-hmm. food is basically just bugs. Yeah. Vulcan food, I'm sure, is bland as fuck. So
0: which home world do you think you'd want to feast on? Uh, you know, I feel like Earth would probably be pretty good for me, the Terran Empire. Whoa, empire. It's not an empire. You just want to stay at home? That's your answer? For food? Yeah. Oh, who else is going to make me grilled cheese?
1: What about the... Uh, what about
0: Risa? Is that... Are I'm they sure ricens? I'm sure you can get anything you want. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be a collection I, I, of you food. A good replicator. I, you know, I are bet, they, are I bet they the, a species? Honestly, I bet the Romulans are pretty good at food.
1: Why so? There's probably a lot of fried foods. Probably a lot yeah. of hunted foods.
0: Because they have the... They've embraced the emotion that the Klingons, the Vulcans rather, have, oh. uh, have rejected. And so I think it's there's like, like a little... There's a little love in the food. It's like Vulcan...
1: Vulcan precision. Yeah. With... With the uh, sort of heart and and uh, yeah, yeah. And, and desire it's of the probably poem. closest, you can I think come that's to a, a really good call. French
0: Chef Planet. I'd we'll still go to Rice.
1: Uh, next one is from Lieutenant J.D. chart Carbuncle Cohen, mm-hmm. who asks, "Who was the best actor in the regular cast of Star Trek: The Original
0: Series?" That was also a fascinating question. That's a great question. Uh, you know, it's hard to say because those guys also embody those characters. But um, my my uh, instinct, I got DeForest Kelly forest kelly interesting
1: i feel like the spirit of this question correct me if i'm wrong is like judging it against today's evaluation of acting as opposed to putting them in the you know what that, that was they were all magnificent for tv acting of the time but like which is the one that stands the test of time uh and i might say nimoy because he had a really, that's a really challenging role to be containing all your emotions and figure out just how to how
0: to release just Yeah, and you're emotion. sort of pioneering the species and, and, and how to act as a Vulcan, so sure. But, uh, you know, for down-home docking, I go with, uh, not docking the band, but doctoring, uh, I'm I'm just going to be a sucker for uh, D. Kelly. There, right, there you have it. But, you know, you go pure hardware, you know, Shatner's got so many Emmys, it's ridiculous uh all that boston, from star trek all that boston public time oh boston public back to back to back to back. nobody ever won an emmy private practice <laughs> <laughs> it's a David. it's the other david e kelly show it was a spinoff of boston public don't laugh at me like it's so crazy uh, i'm just saying we're i don't know i guess i don't know you Again, can argue it either way we don't concern ourselves with facts no no that's that's no don't tune in here for that no
1: do people tune in? Is that what you would say?
0: Yeah, they could use an app like TuneIn to get us.
1: <laughs> is that one? Sure. Oh, interesting. Um, I'm trying to look it up, but I'm not getting a
0: signal. So, what can you do? You're not getting a signal. That's interesting.
1: I mean, I'd, I'd, I have full bars on my Wi Fi, uh-huh. but it's not coming out. Are you Can't not help you. On the right network. Uh, do you want me to say what the network is? Oh, yeah, I'm on the right one. Oh, there you go. I don't know what to tell you. Here it is. Now it is finally. <laughs>
0: Okay, what's next, Andy? I'll look it up while you... It was Private time. Eyes, that's what it was,
1: that Shatner was in. What? It was the William Shatner War Chronicles, that's what he got all the Emmys for. It was psych. Remember, as Frank O'Hara, he got all those Emmys? Uh, Boston Legal, guys, it was Boston Legal. It actually. was shit my dad says. It was Boston
0: Legal. He really crushed it in that. Yeah. It was the Tuttle's Medcap Adventures video game. <laughs> he did one season one through five of uh, of The Practice, and then he did uh, season eight. Of, I'm sorry. He, season one through five of The Practice. Wait. Why is The Practice called The Practice season eight out of nowhere? No, maybe it's a... They released it on another network, and they had to do some weird very strange. legal
1: thing. It's very Hey, Matt, strange. you must be aware of this. There yeah. were three video games that came out in 2006 with his actual voice as Captain Kirk. Yeah. Encounters, Legacy, and Tactical Assault. Yeah,
0: yeah. Have I you played all of them? Tactical Assault and Legacy, I had. Legacy was an Xbox 360 game.
1: It wasn't a shooter, was it?
0: It was uh, Dogfighter.
1: But, oh, my gosh. But with uh,
0: Star Trek ships. But you're, but you have the whole ship.
1: You're not in a like a, a shuttle or something.
0: You have the whole ship. That sounds fun. And then you can use the. It was great because they got everybody. They got Archer. They got all the actors to do all the captaining. So you could, you know, use the Enterprise E, the Enterprise D. Mm, fun. The Defiant, the Voyager.
1: I gotta play myself that, um, uh, that uh, that uh, Voyager game at some point. Elite Force. I heard it was
0: real good. Built on the Quake 3 engine. Great game.
1: Um, we're done with the... Good uh, story, too. I like that game.
0: Mm. Uh, we're done, you say? We're done with the Admiral's Club. All right. We're going like, to go out the back door straight to the hallway, Andy. Can then you... we're not leaving the Admiral's Club. Do I play the Cl- Admiral's Club close or no? <laughs> no, you don't because right. we're we're just going out the back door here.
1: All right. Then there's not going to be a theme. No, oh, it's very quiet. It's so quiet in this hallway compared to the
0: president. The, the, the grander of the president circle. Yeah, well, we have such a good time in there. You could, too, if you would like to join us. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC, get some more bonus episodes. Uh, what's next, Andy? you got to open some hails, I'm assuming. I sure do, pal. I sure do.
5: Captain, Captain we are being hailed.
1: Um... I got a lot of hails because we okay. missed an episode.
0: Um, it doesn't mean we have to read more hails. Think the same, we don't have the to. The same number of hails you're gonna have a
1: You're going to have a choose your own adventure at they some point. I also don't
0: know when we recorded this. That's What do you mean? Like we could have recorded this immediately after and just hadn't released it yet. That's true. we're trying to space it out for my baby. But the cat's already out of that bag. I apologize. Go Dad. on, Andy. I didn't know
1: you were trying to hide some intel from our Go listeners. on, Andy. Um... Um, and you'll have to choose-your-own-adventure at some point, whether you want to uh, go even further into the hells and open up a, uh, a messy topic or, or not.
0: And that's going to be your call. Well, we're 19 minutes into this episode. Let's see how we feel about Birds of Prey by the time we get to it. Okay. Our first is a uh, somewhat amusing... Um, somewhat. Not totally amusing to Andy Secunda, comedy legend.
1: A... Um, uh, guys, I got a lot of uh, issues about this. Um, um, no, it's a it's a good one, uh, and here it is. Uh,
6: yes, I'm uh, calling about your uh, podcast. This is uh, Bond, uh, James Bond. Uh, it's it's quite good, but uh, there's a problem. It's this uh, second guy. He's uh, he's the worst. I'm telling you, there's. Uh, no bigger asshole. So if you could get him <laughs> up the podcast, that would be great. Okay, I'm off. Gentle martini, shaken,
0: not stirred. Uh, wow, long dig. thank Blonding you, cross-over. thank you, James Bond, for uh, weighing in on our podcast and taking time out of your busy spy schedule to pick up the phone <laughs> and call this podcast. How do you rank that uh, Connery impression yeah. of all of our callers? It's the best. What uh, out of all of our
1: Star Trek callers? Correct. You must get a ton on the uh, the other. We don't one. have oh, any callers on that show.
0: All oh, right, we don't have a phone number. <laughs> so that was
1: that was the greatest uh, James Bond impression you have ever heard uh, on uh, on either this or the James Bonding podcast. Sent to us by a listener. Yes, that is uh, that's a that's quite a quite a thing you've accomplished, my friend. Thank.
0: You. Yeah, that's right.
1: Um, you did a great job. You sure did. Um. All right. This is. I don't know. I got all screwed up here, so all right, I'm going to skip this one, uh, and we're going on to the next one. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't know how we got all screwed up. Hey, guys. Oh wait, that one's the wrong one too. This is a uh, this is uh, this is what the uh, podcast is. So if you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, this one's from uh, Garrett Palm. Who says, uh, hello Andy uh, Because I'm the only one that reads these I'm almost caught up with the podcast and I'm considering the Patreon Once I've run out of regular episodes I have a question Yeah, Does the theme song play in the President's Club Every time someone enters? Isn't that (laughs) annoying? If you're in there just trying to have a conversation Thank you, Garrett Palm, Admiral's Club member
0: Uh, no, it just I think it just plays when we enter Sort of announces our presence to everyone in, in right. the in the president circle.
1: I sort of see it as like you're in a royal court of old and people actually enjoy the ooh, what's what are the announcements going to be? Yeah, what yeah. is who's the lord that's going to be announced? Yeah. It's gonna be like that. It's pretty much exactly like that, Andy. Zach McGrath writes You don't us, have to imagine it. it's real. I'm just saying that's what my thought on how it works uh, is Uh, but it's real, why would you have a thought on it
0: I I can have an opinion on what reality here's what you should do (laughs) why don't you just say that that's how I am describing it to our listeners who haven't seen it yet
1: Well, I'm not describing an opinion. I don't need to no, describe No, you're not an describing an
0: opinion. I, this is an opinion. You're I, saying I imagine it looks like this when clearly you're correct, and I, that's exactly what it looks like, Andy. I'm not saying what their pe- behavior, the people of the president's circle is. I'm saying what my
1: take on their behavior is.
0: Oh, you're. Sa- <laughs> I see what you're saying. I was referring mostly to your uh, uh, old medieval court description.
1: Right. Yeah. I was I was saying that's how I imagine the reactions that I see myself
0: when I go into the president's circle. Oh, so circle. you're saying, you're not saying that it's like, <laughs> A medieval court that Q has created oh, with like no. a banquet table. Although that also would be great. That's how I see it. Oh, sure. That would be also... That <laughs> The, the, the hollow DJ in there has got
1: to get on that. Zach McGrath writes us, what did you guys think of the new Star Wars episode?
0: Nine. But nine. <laughs> Terrible Star Wars fan. <laughs> I enjoyed it. The one with an X, Andy. Just subtract one. I know. From the X, ten,
1: and then you go back one.
0: It's nine. Uh, I liked it. It looked good. I'm interested to see what uh, this, what, what, what this franchise has in store for us. How we're closing it out. Looking forward to maybe moving on from this uh, saga. You mean in the in the in next the, star, in the star Wars universe? I am hoping to like maybe jump ahead a bit, or you know. Uh, see, I still feel like I haven't gotten my
1: full my full satisfaction of of uh, you know uh, buttons hit, uh, references made, and and I know that JJ is good at like covering stuff, but I just don't feel like we've satisfactorily
0: so they're gonna have a the to the tall previous. order for you but you yeah. saw the trailer and, and but that and, was yeah what's your excitement level uh, I, I should rephrase that okay for someone like yourself um, what's my uh, non-misery on a, level yeah, <laughs> on a scale on a scale of oh god to yeah. I really want this to come out now what was your one to five those are your, those are your levels where were you on that trailer um, a two and a half would be, I could wait till December, sure.
1: Oh, yeah, December would be upsetting. Well, that's what it is. Is that when it's coming out?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's frustrating. <laughs> well, then I think it's already up to a three at least. Yeah. I would say a four well, there. There we go. Yeah. Great job, Andy. Yeah, that, thank you, you for phrasing it that way. That you, makes it
1: much easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh Lee Keenan. Writes us and uh, Lee, I believe, is in our uh, lieutenant's level, mm-hmm. which is uh, just the five dollar level. You get our discovery. Um, what do we do? What was this? What is this? We do this, but for Star Trek yeah. Discovery, um, and maybe some other things. Anyway, uh, Lee Keenan, Lieutenant Lee Keenan, writes us. So I'm currently sitting in delivery room in a delivery room. In hour 39 of helping my wife through induced labor. Oh, God. When I take our IVF daughter back home, Mm -hmm. the only Star Trek item in her space themed nursery (laughs) is a tribble. Should I put something else in there to ensure uh, I'm raising her to become a lieutenant? And do I need to start a pre enrollment process in the Andy Secunda preschool for specific baby acting? Well,
0: that's up to Andy. And then uh, he handles all the admissions.
1: And then he followed it up. Uh, you, uh, your 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 daughter is is welcome. There you go. She's in. There we go. You know you don't need to pull strings. You don't need to pay anyone off. Your daughter's in. And then uh, Lee followed up. My daughter is here and she's excellent. Nice. Um. Congratulations. And goes do a bunch of stuff about amniotic fluid that was for the which I emailed to you, um, which I don't think our fans necessarily need to hear. But on a truck well, note, tune into Excellent Adventure.
0: Usually out the same day.
1: The Vasera system. Um, they have uh, at this hospital is full of TNG communicators small little thing clipped under the shirt tap once to activate then call and answer any person um, to person all voice controlled very Star Trek but induction is dumb and I have McCoy quote now put away your butcher knives and let me save this patient before it's too late Star Trek 4 that's right which is the V, and then there's an I in front of it. So what are you doing? Yeah, minus it away. There you
0: go, Andy. Oh, boy. Roman numerals. I did it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's another voice ale.
6: Hey, man, Andy. This is uh, Brian Roy, or Rua, as you guys like to say, from Orlando. Uh, I know I'm a few weeks late, but I wanted to give you some information on Larry Dobkins from uh, A Mind's Eye. Matt said this. that his voice sounded familiar. Well, Matt loves coming to Disney World, as we know. Larry Dobkins actually narrated the Hall of Presidents in the Magic Kingdom oh. for over 20 years and was the original narrator for Earth over in Epcot. Uh, that
7: was Whoa.
0: Hopefully that rings the bell to you, Matt. Whoa. That's the best call I've ever gotten. I thought you'd like it. That's a. That's a fucking... That's a what do we call it when you have a thing? Uh, uh, claim to fame. Yeah, that's yeah. a admirer claim to fame right yeah, there. Yeah. Thank you for that phone call. You're welcome. Worth it. Okay, now Matt. Yes, Andy. You have a
1: choice here. Yes, Andy. There was a, as we all know, there was a tremendous amount of hubbub about uh, birds of prey, bird of praise. Yep. On um, the face group, it lit up like a Christmas tree. I I, I pop in there occasionally. See, hey, what do people think about the episode this week? It was like only just people talking about that. Seventy comments, um, enraged, defending us, attacking us, everything. Um, so I have some hells where we could um, address that, and then we're gonna put it to bed. We're never gonna talk about this again, possibly in passing, but that's it um or we can move on and uh, I could give you a couple of
0: prime correctives and we could uh, be on our merry way. Mm. Well, look, I, the, you said that someone had written in as a, some some uh, scholarly background into the language. Yeah. Had written in. Yeah. And I would I would I will give the per, that person the floor if you have that one specifically. Um well, there are two. Mhm. That address the actual original Klingon. Uh, well, that's not what I'm talking about here, because Worf is not speaking original Klingon. Worf is speaking English to Picard.
1: I don't want to. I don't want to mess with your uh, your stance, but the the original Klingon supports your perspective.
0: <laughs> well, no, I know it's to, to mess with the stance, but like, but okay, all right. Look, if there's a Klingon linguist out there, all right. I'm just going
1: to play uh, one. Uh, one. Uh, well, okay, here it is. Uh, You're right about the bird of prey. This is from Wendell Kimper. It says, hi, Matt and Andy, your friendly neighborhood linguistics professor. The well, there set, we go. The set of two word phrases that get internal plurals are the ones derived from French, where adjective noun order is the other way around. Mm-hmm. So it's attorneys general. This was everyone's main argument to right, us right. about why the grammar was wrong. Because of tradition relating to how things were done in French, he has in capitals, because for a few hundred years of the development of English, French was the language of prestige and law following the Norman invasion, blah, blah, blah. Aside, a lot of the ridiculous grammar rules taught in schools, like not ending sentences and prepositions were literally just made up by a bunch of old dudes who thought English should be more like Latin and have never actually been true of how English actually works. When new words are borrowed into English or created, the typical thing for them is to take regular plurals uh, or past tenses or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the regular plural for bird of prey should be bird of praise. You are right. However, sometimes borrowings of new words, instead of doing the normal thing, will uh, do something weird by analogy to an existing weird thing. So bird of praise is the regular plural, but bird birds of prey is also possible by analogy to the existing set of phrases that work like attorneys general. So you're still right, but everyone else isn't wrong. Just subconsciously snobby. According to my uh, copy of the Klingon Dictionary, the bird of prey is tokduj, duj, mm-hmm. uh, which is a compound, duj meaning starship. Compound uh, nouns in Klingon are pluralized the same uh, way as regular nouns, with a single suffix at the end. So the plural is tokduj duj me. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, why? are following
0: that so far, yeah.
1: If uh, So if what we're doing... Uh, so if we're doing what English historically did with the French borrowings and keeping the grammatical structure consistent uh, with the source language, it should be bird of praise. So you're right according to that system, too. I think that means that uh, the score is two points to you and one point to everyone else. You win. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, I just want to play this one. It is. It was in reference to both Redemption and... Um, our uh and our um and our pr- redemption part two and our previous um sorry uh, uh and this bird of praise thing and let's just see i think it's this let's see if it is i don't think it is but whatever that's not it sorry alright whatever I'll, I'll play it next week <laughs> I, think, I think voice hills should always get the priority of people who I me. tried
0: to uh, here let me see if I can find it hang on one sec uh, just vamp for a second alright well I mean it's clear as someone who uh, doesn't know language as well as say someone who's studied language that uh, occasionally I too can be right and uh, obviously in this case you're welcome everybody i mean i guess the end result is we're both right but i'm more right
6: <clears throat> greetings i just had to call uh the post podcast and call in uh for two reasons one uh, regarding the discussion of the plural for bird of prey i would like to uh you nominate uh bird of prey fighter ships i feel like that's a good um That's a good uh, plural middle ground, so we can come to your (laughs) thoughts. And the second thing is, as a uh, black person myself, I would like to uh, comment on how this uh, black woman admiral is very reasoned and level-headed and cool-headed, as opposed to the usual brand of uh, admirals that we are uh, exposed to as being rash and hot-headed and very, very, you know... Not evil, but very like <laughs> arch. Well, rash. Uh, she's very, you know, level-headed, and she hears Picard out, and actually, you know, like gets him started. You know, it's like, hey, I'll check the server with the with the council, but go ahead, put put your fleet together. Um, I'm on your side. This is a, this this is uh, one of the few black woman admirals that we see. And she is on the captain's side. I just want to say, shout out to my black women out there. Uh, live long and prosper.
0: Well, thank you for the shout out to uh, to all the black women out there, and uh, thank you for agreeing with us that this admiral uh, gets it. You know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I uh, I thought that was look. Valid. The captain's most, not most admirals right. are such douches. The captain's not always right, but I gotta say, sometimes it's just the captain is so glaringly like, right. Do you feel like Picard is? When has he been the farthest off base? Um.
1: Good question. Well, someday we'll see. It's a good question, Andy Secunda. Yeah, it's a good question. Someday
0: we'll get an answer. Anyway, also, I, I'm I, in
1: the end. I kind of agree with him. And uh, Jacob Kaufman had written us a thing that, that it probably is bird of prey. Um, warships. Uh, ships, warships. Yeah, which, is, which is what this gentleman says. And I, I feel like that is the nice middle ground uh, well, where uh, yeah. everyone's a little wrong and everyone's a little right. It's good to live my life in the middle ground. Um, okay. That's it. For that, we just have a, a quick prime, couple of prime, prime correctives.
3: Time for a retrospective, because truth is objective. It's a prime corrective, Matt and he got it wrong.
0: Is that you? <laughs> yeah, that was me.
1: Um Here's the thing I was going to play before. Come on, bro. Bill uh. from South Dakota here,
8: calling in. I'm, I love you guys. show, of course. Um, you guys are just talking about how they made Worf bad at baseball for that DS9 episode. I don't think they made him bad at it. I don't remember Worf being bad at it. I do. I've you watched him hitting dingers left and right a dozen times. It's one of my favorites. Um Worf is usually on base every time you see him. I don't think you ever see Worf strike out.
0: He shouldn't be on base. He I mean, should he be at home and of
8: course Matt knows
0: after hitting a dinger.
8: First base is one of the most important ones. He's getting the ball thrown to so him. Probably, at, I'd say statistically, probably more than just about any other uh, base, honestly.
0: <laughs> well, except home, you but know, because of the catcher.
8: That's kind of my thoughts. Um, <laughs> I haven't played baseball for almost 20 years either, so... Or followed it, so, but I could be wrong. But that was kind of my thoughts. Worth wasn't that bad at baseball, though. I don't think he
0: um it wasn't as good as he should have been. I think I'll, I don't remember <laughs> was
8: hitting dingers, but yeah, was he
0: wasn't hitting dingers, dingers, but he should have been I, hitting okay, dingers. Guys, I'm going
8: to continue listening to the show.
0: He yeah. should have been hitting dingers. All right, continue. Okay, and then there's another one. I like how they're phone call correctives. Yeah.
1: Gotta uh, get it. Okay, here we go.
8: Hi, Nick from Massachusetts. Nick. Uh, <laughs> Massachusetts.
6: Uh, I hate to uh, disagree with um, the other the other guy from uh, from the motherland of
9: Massachusetts
6: <laughs> uh, who called in regarding Sondheim's A Little Night Music and uh, he claims Gene Simmons was the person that the song Send in the Clowns was written for, uh, a written thing. Uh, however, that's incorrect. I hate to be that theater guy, but it was actually <laughs> Glynnis John who... <laughs> um Steven Sondheim wrote the song um for her to sing and she originated the role of Desiree. So that's I just wanted to I love it. Do that prime corrective
0: for you. But I love anyway, it. you get a lot um, of ghost talk. yeah You get a
1: lot of crossover geek knowledge, uh Massachusetts accents and uh Sondheim information on this podcast. Um and uh that was also uh Tom from Boston also uh wrote in to uh correct uh that uh because he was the one who sent us the clip in the original in the original place and that is it for the hailbag. Well, what a hailbag. Closed, sir. If You'd like to send us a hail? The information will be at the end of the podcast. If you'd like to uh, send a tweet to uh, the gentleman across from me, it's at Matt Myra. I'm at Andrew. I'm at Secunda. My Instagram is at Andrew Secunda.
0: Andy, Matt, it's time to talk about Darmock It aired the uh, week of September 30th, 1991. I'm excited.
1: United States audiences, their radios blasted good vibrations. Oh, uh, and uh, our our good friend, Lieutenant Matthew Kirk, wrote this one in the style of Dormack. Please enjoy. Oh, God. United States audience audiences, their radios blasted good vibrations by Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. UK listeners, their ears heard. Everything I Do, I Do for You by Brian Adams. Tom Clancy's book, The Sum of All Fears, It Sales Best. The Fisher King, its box office performance strongest. Jerry Springer, his guests ridiculous, his talk show brand new. Bill Clinton, his leadership strong, his candidacy for president. Tom Glavine, his pitching masterful. His his wins 20, (laughs) his accomplishment in the major leagues first. Uh, Time Magazine, a fetus pictured its cover caption. How a dazzling array of medical breakthroughs has made infertility more than just a dream. Oh, it's really
0: on topic this week. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Well, that was good. Except, uh, well done. Good stylishness there. Um, we have uh, from Frederick Rombouts. Well, before we get to I'm it, sorry. let's just start the segment, Andy. God. Uh,
2: let's see. Fly me to the moon. The
0: star. Here it is.
2: Frank Sinatra,
0: come on!
2: It's
0: time for that segment everybody hates. <laughs>
1: time for Frank Sinatra, come on. Um, I, neither of us remember why we have this segment, but we're going to do it every week from now on. <laughs> um... Check it in on the uh, chairman of the board, what he was doing this week in Star Trek. Uh, September 30th, 1991. Two days earlier, Frank performed at the Spectrum in Oslo, Norway for six six 6,500 lucky fans. Norwegian TV produced a special from this concert. Is this Diamond Jubilee Tour still happening, Andy? I guess so. That was shown frequently in Scandinavia and Central Europe. Um, and with that... Um, in other words, there uh our I good uh, friend and uh, consistent you. listener and content creator frederick rombouts uh put together a song that's part this segment mm-hmm. and part darmok references <laughs> and uh, i think we're gonna play it in, in its entirety at the end of the show uh but here's a taste here's
0: what you can look forward to everybody
3: Oh my goodness, Sinatra, come on. Sinatra, come on. Lawani of two moons, riot, jeer, at lunga. So cough his eyes opened to the, the children of Tama. In other words, open head. Let's listen to... Matt and Andy.
0: Guys. There, I can do it too, Andy. Okay. Um, turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> Sorry. Got it. I gotta get the ship back up and running here. Sure. Oh boy, that's on me. Here we go. A lot of dials. A lot of turning. A lot of knobs happening. I mean, this guy's at the panels. He's uh, lot, making stuff happen. A lot happening. We have knobs <laughs> for really? some reason on the ship. All the L cars are broken. Uh... <laughs> there must be there are, there are buttons on that ship right or are they all L-cars I don't know that I've seen too many physical buttons on the Enterprise oh yeah uh, some emergency overrides I've seen have. I really uh, just can't get over that they button. invented it they invented what touch
1: they invented screen? that concept that's all a CUDA?
0: Uh they invented the, the L-cars I don't think they invented touch screen oh they didn't invent touch no <laughs> oh, alright I don't know uh, but they, you know I remember touch screens used to be super hard you have to fucking really jab it in there
1: but they existed pre-TNG touchscreens?
0: Yeah, pre- pre-87. I feel like there's a 1986 touchscreen for a poker machine in Vegas.
1: <laughs>
0: you had to hit real hard. You had to jam your thumb on that CRT. I don't have a... Maybe at the Museum of Science in Boston. You could have experienced something like that.
1: I don't have a consciousness of that, but mm.
0: uh, whatever the case. Whatever. Frank Sinatra, come on. All right, everybody. It's Darmok. Written uh, well. Here's the directed by Weinrich Colby, teleplay by Joe Minowski. story by Philip uh, Lazenby. No, is it George Lazenby? I'm gonna guess the I'm gonna guess the B N would be. Is there an umlaut in there? Why are you having trouble? Uh, it's L.A. i <laughs> A. I'm trying to say, is it Lazenby or is it Lazenick? I don't know. Lazebnik. Philip, I apologize. Las- oh, yeah, that is a tough one. Okay. Lazomnik. Yeah. Lazomnik. So many ways you could say it. Lazzamnick. Uh And Joe Manoski. And here is the premise from Lazzamnick. Dr. Larry Nemachek's delightful Star Trek The Next Generation companion. Uh, the Enterprise tries for the eighth time in a century to contact the children of Tama. A peaceful, well-intentioned, advanced race whose language is indecipherable. Their words translate as descriptive phrases of people and places. When the two races fail again in their attempt to understand each other, the Tamarians beam Picard and their own captain, Dathan, to a rugged planet nearby. The Tamarian ship blocks all attempts by the Enterprise crew to beam up Captain Picard. A wary Picard, realizing Dathan, means him no harm, accepts help to survive the night. He's still trying to fathom the Tamarian's purpose when the two are forced to combine their efforts to fight a predatory electromagnetic creature above Riker and the Tamarian's uh, dicker. Interesting. Over their captain's safety and almost go to war. <laughs> Are you when calling s- him out on a typo. <laughs> oh, I don't know if that's like a like uh, if it's like a like a, is, is he saying it's like a like a like a dick showing contest up there? <laughs> oh, could be. I don't you know. I think it's a creative sure. of phrase. Uh, is that what's going on with the uh, creature? Is that what the creature's trying to do the whole uh, time? Well, I don't know, but they almost go to war with the starships uh, when they uh, make a concerted effort to rescue Picard. The attempt ends in failure. But not before Picard's momentary dematerialization allows the magnetic field creature to critically injure Dathan, De- 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 Dathan, De- Dathan, De- boy oh boy, I'm sorry. Finally, Picard catches on. The Tamarians speak in abstract narrative images based on folklore. Dharmak and Jalada Tanagra learned to understand each other by facing a common foe, just like Picard and Dathan De- at El Adrel. El Adrel. Thank you. Thank you so much. Second attempt... Uh, by the Enterprise succeeds in saving Picard from the creature but the Tamarians are ready to open fire until the Enterprise captain speaks to them praising the late leader contact having been successfully established Picard is left to wonder if he would knowingly sacrifice his life for the sake of making contact with another race there we go that's what happened in the episode that is exactly what happened in the episode thank you Larry for that clear and concise uh, what happened in the episode well let's get back to normal with a little captain's logging 45047.2
4: 45047.2 The Enterprise is en route to the uninhabited El Adrel system Its location is near the territory Occupied by an enigmatic race Known as the Children of Tama Apparently the Tamarians arrived at El Adrel 4 Nearly three weeks ago They have been transmitting a subspace
5: signal Towards Federation space ever since The signal is a standard mathematical progression It does not carry a specific message But they wanted us to know they were there Commander, is so, number one. Starfleet believes that their presence is an attempt at communication. Commander. Federation vessels have encountered Tamarian ships seven times over the past 100 years. Each meeting went without incident. However, formal relations were not established because communication was not possible. Why? The children of Tama were called
7: incomprehensible by Captain Silvestri of the Shikamaru. Other accounts were comparable. A cause for concern. For all we know, they could be threatening our border. <laughs>
10: Everything in the previous accounts.
0: Jumps to conclusions, that wharf. Any conclusion, that'll let him open fire. <laughs> he, he wants to shoot at somebody. I respect that. Um, I, uh,
1: I can get a feel for who Captain Silvestri was just by... Uh, they were incomprehensible. Just a classic other Captain douchebag. I don't know. I don't know what these people are saying. Uh, just just to, to blog incomprehensible and let's go about... they are idiots. Way. Let's go to Riza. I don't feel like the code is that... Difficult to crack
0: I don't know It seems pretty difficult
1: Seven times They ran into them Seven times And no linguist In the history of Starfleet In a hundred years Has been able to figure out That it's
0: metaphors Apparently not Takes two linguists Put a little more Elbow grease in there guys
10: Best a peaceable race We have to start from there
0: Agreed. I appreciate
4: your prudence, Mr. Worf. But Starfleet believes that the Tamarians hmm. have extended a hand.
0: And I don't we believe must that he do the same. genuinely appreciates it. <laughs>
4: That's sort of a softer Worf
1: shutdown Third than you Robert's usually
4: get. In years. Indeed, but are they truly incomprehensible? In my experience, communication is a matter of patience, imagination. I would like to believe that these are qualities that we have in sufficient measure. What is he? What is he He's so, so
0: <laughs> delighted with his new uniform, honestly. <laughs> That's what I have to assume. He's delighted with the fact that Starfleet has allowed the captains to occasionally wear this 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 Picardigan, as, as it's been uh, referred to. Here we uh, go. It's the best uniform since Admiral Kirk's. I knew uh, he would I
1: knew he'd perk up when we got to this point in the podcast.
0: <laughs> uh, best, uh, best uniform since Admiral Kirk uh it is uh just you know casual i really love a captain alternate uniform much like uh um kirk's wrap tunic remember the one that wrapped and like connected with the delta on it, the on the left side it's kind of gold yeah, yeah 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 was that, was that having like no, was that sleeveless sort of no it wasn't sleeveless or but it I was just certainly undershirtless under shirtless, uh huh. Um, but this is like the Picard version, and I also love the uh, the vest he uh, he gets to wear in uh, First Contact. Yeah, that then is adopted by Cisco. Cisco gets to wear that vest around. No one else gets to wear a vest. Now,
1: is it ever explained why he's wearing a jacket in this
0: scene and never again? Like this, Wait, this you're projecting into the future. The, huh? You're projecting into the future. You're saying he never wears this uniform again. Oh, does he wear it again, Andy? This is the first episode you've seen him in it. How oh, I thought
1: it? I thought it was. Im- I thought someone had said that this was it, or I thought you had said this was it. No, this, no, no,
0: this is this is then one of his. This is the introduction of
1: recurring cardigan. I see, I see. I thought it was just this appearance. Interesting. Is it explained what? Uh, in in lore? Mm, no. Why this is even a shift up? No. I think the shift down. I think it's a ca- more casual. More casual. I don't know. If it's a ja- I mean, I'm I'm uh, well known at work as a constant jacket wearer. I'm mocked for it because we live in uh, a
0: warm climate, um, but uh, I'm into it. I love it. Is it uh, suede? What is it? Well, that's more of a John Cooley question. This is the first version of it. This is more of a uh, suede, and the top being this uh, patent leather situation with the ribs. Um, yeah, I mean, look—they've. Uh, you can buy one over at uh, Anovos. They'll make you. They'll make you a cardigan. They'll make you the jacket, Andy. If you think like it. Do any of the other guns. enlisted people are they allowed to switch up there?
1: Do they have other versions? And... Not that I've seen. Uh huh.
7: Jiri of Umbaya, Umbaya of Crossroads at Lunga,
3: Lunga. Her sky gray.
0: Star Trek, uh, Star Trek. Zone. Paul Winfield, uh, guesting over here. You doing, know, a, doing a wonderful job, I guess. We say. obviously know him as the captain of the Reliant in uh, Star Trek II. I recognize the voice immediately. How couldn't you? It's one of the great voices in act, act, actingdom.
7: Bry and Jerry at <laughs> Lunga.
0: What do you think he was most annoyed by? the Having to uh, wear those uh, uncircumcised dick thumbs or having to uh, never say a sentence?
1: <laughs> I think he seems... I sense nothing. Oh, he's game. He's he great. He seems
0: like a real sport. He's great.
1: Um, Intentions. One thing that I, uh, I enjoy is uh, that even though they speak only in metaphors every like him shooting the look at the other guy and being annoyed is just sort of like with these people they're not they're not getting anything i'm saying like it, they could not be more human in their yeah. mannerisms
0: and how they look at each other feels like it wouldn't be that much of a hurdle to communicate i mean it's, stuff. it seems like it's the same the same you know the same looks that the enterprise is giving them yeah which should be your first instinct but what is it and, uh, they really do a, a
1: a manic tap dance around having uh, having um uh Troy solve all the problems immediately Folene. I am at a loss sir like captain he senses he to not he, he has not because good creation. intentions that's the only thing she can sense not
0: well no deception right that's something she as an empath yeah like,
1: that's in her that's in her bag of uh but there's not, a, there's not a more nuanced thing of, like, it feels like he's trying to accomplish something, like something like that. But what? Well,
0: yeah, you got to figure that out. Deceive but. Us. Uh-huh.
4: Of a mutual non-aggression pact between our two peoples, possibly leading to a trade agreement and cultural interchange. Does this sound like a reasonable course of action to you? <laughs>
1: I he's, he's turning on the smiles.
7: Good day beneath Yeah.
1: In winter. So that just that just seems like that guy's not being a professional. Like clearly they're there to try and make I contact. Should. He's just going to start laughing. It appears they're trying their best, as are we for what it's
7: worth. Shaka, when the walls fell.
4: Darmok Darmok Rai and Jiri at Lunga Shaka When the walls fell Sina at Anzo Sina and Bakar Darmok at Tanagra Shaka
7: Mirab, his sails unfurled Darmok Mirab Tamak! The river Tamok
1: I got uh I got to say I think that guy's uh, not doing a good job of specific Darmark acting.
4: Angelard.
1: Interesting.
0: Well, how so? I feel like he's overplaying it a little bit. Well, I mean, how do you know? Because he's an alien. Yeah. Like that's just normal. How do you know? He's
1: actually giving a great
0: performance. Yeah. If I was Tamarian I'd be like, That guy's nailing it. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's, fair. that's all I'm saying. That's fair. That's all I'm saying. It's hard to go like, well that, that guy wouldn't act like that. What if and all, the what greatest if, performance by the lieutenant commander on the Tamarian ship. What if all uh what if all actors uh what if all first officers in another uh, species the Tamar yeah uh, act like that
1: let's say uh, you know what you really make a good point pal
3: at Tanagra, he's
7: got knives block their transport of the shields extend to maximum range not enough time where is he
0: what do you want to do Catch a bag of particles. <laughs> I raised the shields. Got half of them. <laughs>
1: is it? Isn't it instantaneous? Or the particles actually fly down to the planet? They go down to the planet. <laughs> they just zoom
0: down. Yeah, as far as I know. I mean, no, the, there's no unless you're something. beaming to another transporter buffer down there, oh, wow. which he's not. He's beaming direct to right, site-to-site transport there. That's that's a crazy thought. Yeah. I never really realized the transporters work that way. <laughs> Okay, buddy. No, I'm just like the Red Sox are tied, and I just like oh, I have a, I see a sliver of it through the through the door here. Do you want to open the uh, thing? Or is to is the I can Along with their own. I mean, as long as you don't mention, I feel like the audience doesn't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Uh, it, it just seems to me like he's paying as little attention sir. to me as usual.
5: Marian's ship has created a particle scattering field on the planet's ionosphere. Mm-hmm.
0: Look at him now, outside in his jacket. Yeah, he's lucky he has that jacket. I wonder
1: where this was shot.
0: Matt, Uh, we should go there. I'm sure this was Griffith Park or something. They don't shoot stuff in Griffith Park. They'd be hassled by a bunch of people. They always shoot stuff in Griffith Park. It's right by Paramount. Is that really true? Yeah. Star Trek did? Yeah. Oh, I want to see all the sights. That's right near us.
1: How do you feel about that teaser? Close that—that
0: that blow, if you will. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think everyone on the on the ship is thinking the same thing that the audience is supposed to be thinking. It's like a, you think it's like a Gorn situation where Picard's going to have to fight this guy right to the death, but they don't get to watch. Right. How do you feel about it?
1: I like it so far. It's a little bit of a we're going
0: to save the real surprises for later. We're just we're breaking up the story this way. The real surprises. I mean, him getting beamed down to the planet's a pretty good act break, right? Yes, a, a pretty good cot. I guess you got to play. You got to kind
1: of balance it so that they're not in full battle mode, and there's a reason why they don't. You know, they're not that the people on the ship are not more aggressive. That our crew is not more aggressive to the Tamarians for so long, so they can't be that aggressive right off the top. But yeah, I mean, I guess. I kind of felt like oh they're not they're not going to be fighting so him holding up the, the knives is... why did you feel like that because he seemed too friendly and Troy didn't sense any danger oh now you're really putting some stock in what Troy has said i Andy I know you that disproves nothing I'm saying that Troy could have been more useful in this episode to figuring out what it is that they were saying can we
5: compensate no sir the Tamarians are projecting a particle sustaining beam into the upper atmosphere The result is a hyperionization that virtually disrupts all EM and subspace carriers. Then they can't communicate with their man either. And they won't be able to beam anyone through the field. That is correct. However, they have left sensor frequencies clear.
7: Then they'll be able to tell what's going on. Analysis, Mr. Worf. What the hell is going on? A contest, perhaps. Between champions, our captain against theirs. Theirs was armed. Darmok
4: and Jalad. You want to fight with me? it? challenge, Darmok and Jalad. I don't know who or what Darmok or Jalad are, but I certainly didn't come here to start a war. Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra.
0: Uh, I mean, look, yes, what are you gonna do? I mean, there's not a ton to there's not a ton of different uh, audio to be playing here at this point. Um, I know
1: my thought was, uh, I, I think I even think this after finding out what the solution was, that uh, I feel like the universal translator, as always, going along with my Andys theory on it, is just being a dick. like that's all that's happening here. The Universal Translator could have cracked this code. There's got to be something more complicated that it's dealt with before this. I think part of the problem is that everything seems to be in English. <laughs> um, yes. Well, I mean, certainly they're direct translations. That being said, from the writing
0: perspective, I really appreciate that The river? Was... I mean, they're saying river. Right. This, I mean, it's going to... Yeah, I feel like the Universal Translator is going to go haywire. I wonder how they handle,
1: like, complex, you know, uh, technical or scientific discussions... Mm, interesting. Um, I I really appreciate that as a from a writing perspective. This is how they solve getting around the I a mean universal trends. The
0: level of difficulty in even writing this episode to me, I just it's, I just can't even wrap my head around it. Sometimes. Uh, I think it was Joe Minoski. Yes, yeah. Was, and uh, I think I read teleplay.
1: something F uh, post post watching it that uh, p Dubs. Yeah, that he mentioned. Uh, <laughs> Is this, is that post post watching, yeah. <laughs> um, that um, he uh, that he just made reference to. You know, you couldn't you couldn't uh, uh, do an internet search back then for. you get like a couple of days to do a full page one rewrite, mm-hmm. and you couldn't do an internet search for oh, it's this, and then metaphorical languages. Um, so. That's uh, very impressive based on that limited amount of time that it makes as much logical sense as it, as it does.
0: I agree. I am always um, fascinated by this episode in the sense of like, just the, the sheer f- uh, feat of making it a story that you can follow. In apparent yeah.
5: good health, approximately 20 meters from each other. Tell it to ship on
7: screen. You're holding our captain. I want him released. Your action could be interpreted as an act of war. tell His eyes closed.
1: He's saying that he's being a at court. I wonder what Chenza at court is. Court
7: of silence. Chinza. Is there any way to get through to them?
1: Come on, man. Further study. What do you mean? <laughs> Even in Tamarian, that guy's got to be
0: overplaying it a little bit. <laughs> well, you never know. I'm just saying. Again, <laughs> it's the only first officer of Tamarian we've seen, and uh, so far he seems to be playing it pretty well.
5: It's Richard Allen. I'm betting they're not going to
0: push it that far. So, I like that Picard knows how to make fire, but fails at it miserably. Yeah. It's like, you know, in concept, I could make fire. But uh, Paul Winfield has one brewing for him already. Yeah, it did seem odd that he couldn't. He wasn't just getting a fire going. I feel like he just didn't try hard enough. Yeah. If I'm honest. Maybe that was part of his plan all along.
1: Wouldn't it have been more helpful? I guess it would have been. I, I see why they the did it. The same helpful? Yeah, maybe it would have been the same helpful if, if Picard had done it and then he was offering it to the other guy and the other guy came over. It feels like that
0: would have well fine. Picard still doesn't know his intention right so I think storytelling wise it makes more sense for the other captain to be successful at it and for Picard to figure out there is no threat yeah rather than us to know that Picard is no threat to the captain and for the captain to then come over to Picard we know that as an audience I
1: guess I again feel like I don't know I guess Picard is not convinced but I don't I don't know in now well, he
0: is convinced gets convinced right in here.
1: giving no he's he's convinced by you this take but
3: his arms wide
1: even smile thank you
4: thank
5: you
0: You know, even if you speak in metaphor, right? You have to sort of understand the metaphor you're speaking in, uh-huh. and how is the metaphor written? Do you know what I mean? No. Well, Picard goes ahead and starts talking about. I What is it? Is it the Iliad? Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh. Um,
1: but it's a it's a story, right? He's so, not phrasing it the same way that that uh, that the captain, the other. Tamarian captain, right. phrasing
0: it. I guess what I'm saying is, ha- like, they have to these the Tamarians have to understand the language to understand what Darmok and Jala did at Tanagra. Right. they would have to be told that story. Right, and they can't be told that story in metaphor with no base to describe that story. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: That is a really good point
0: so it's also a question of like the
1: universal translator can understand for instance when the walls fell so yes so then why can't it well well, i don't know what's the stumbling block of saying you know the
0: whole story you know well it's also like i mean when they they land on it troy and data land on it uh by cross-referencing darmok and tanagra which, the yeah, which time they time have information on, yeah. yeah.
7: Gambling that the Tamarians will sit tight rather than risk an exchange of phaser fire. The positron density is point zero one three.
1: Now, this lady,
7: electron concentration, was, <laughs> this attractive lady,
1: 5. was 5. the. Um, here, 7. I'll play this. We are two hundred for you. Sons of bitches! Where is it? Um, this lady was the one that I think uh um uh Riker is uh here it is Andy needs a
5: girlfriend
1: um this is the uh, <laughs> The guy, when when Riker in a previous episode is sitting on the fa- on the day, day, yeah, and he's telling a, a joke. She's like staring
0: at well, him. She's one of the tactical officers. Wistfully. officers so she's been know, around. She's a one of up. our uh, stunt extras. And uh, this lady, great specific acting, incredible. She's she's in the
1: fore fore foreground of the shot, and she's just focusing on her job. She's not over emphasizing stuff.
5: The scattering layer induced by the Tamarians is concentrated in the upper D region. Good
1: work, extra. The shuttle will reach extra. that
5: area in approximately two minutes.
7: The Tamarian ship. Additional? Featured, Featured extra. extra.
1: Featured extra. Thank
7: normal. You. Onboard systems do not appear to be disrupted by the field. But I can barely read you, Commander. McDonald, maintain communication as long as conditions permit. Commander.
0: Uh let's...
5: I'm reading a power surge at the Tamarian plasma reactor.
0: Pew pew. They get hit.
7: That's all? Riker to wharf. report. are um, Starboard thrusters destroyed. I may be able to land, but I will not be able to take off.
1: I love how. But it's the, it's the of the Enterprise
0: with the I love how he gets stuff. so mad.
1: <laughs> he can't go down Damn to the planet.
0: <laughs> it was going to go. It was going to be super fun. There's going to be a fight down there. I'm going to miss the whole
7: thing. Do it
10: captain picard could be dead by then
7: i do not believe so i have confidence in his ability as a warrior he will be victorious
10: you're still assuming this is some kind of challenge ritual we can't be certain of that
7: aren't you by saying he'll be dead by then we're only making educated guesses about their motivations no more than that then why do we wait if we attack the ship now, they will not be able to maintain their scattering field. Which might start a shooting match and for all we know, a war. And we might still not be able to save the captain. It would end this stalemate. It's too much of a risk. I'll take that course when it's the last one left.
0: <laughs> Who the hell that are that? That little, uh... If you if you if you've watched the episode, there is a Dorn gives uh, Riker a "Finally, someone's getting me."
1: Yeah, I do like that
0: exchange. That he's kind of like, "All right, yeah, well, that's uh, that's fair. Least, that's more at reasonable at than you're people usually. Me, at least you're yeah. hearing me, and you're knowing <laughs> my words, and you think it's a course of action." <laughs> hey, you know what? Thanks, man. That's all I'm asking. That was literally a "That's all I'm asking." Yeah. Um.
1: That lady, uh, her name is Cameron, just a single-word actress, and she was in Pulp Fiction somewhere. as a stand-in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh, she did stunts on
0: Pulp Fiction. I wonder which one. Well, I said she was a one. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear that. She's done stunts on, on, on this show, too.
1: Mm.
0: I say Pulp Fiction's a show, apparently. And she
1: was also Ensign Kellogg in First Contact,
0: mm-hmm. which is what she's playing here. <laughs> Good job, Cameron. Cameron. Well, let me just address this to Kellogg. Kellogg, you couldn't get a promotion in that entire time. That's a valid point. (laughs) Some people are... It's probably because she never said a word, so no one really knew her. You know what? Maybe she tried to, and they shut her down faster than Worf.
10: Well, it seems to be a point of contention between them. Perhaps something the Tamarian captain proposed that the first officer didn't like.
5: The apparent emotional dynamic does seem to support that assumption. As with the other terms used by the Tamarian, this appears to be a proper noun. The name clearly carries a meaning for them.
10: Computer, search for the term Darmok in all linguistic databases for this sector.
7: Searching. Darmok is the name of a Seventh Dynasty Emperor on Kanda Four, A mythohistorical hunter on Chantil Three, A colony on Melindi Seven,
10: A frozen dessert on Tasna V. Stop search Computer, how many entries are there for Donna? Computer,
0: do you know how to make that dessert? 47 <laughs> Another chocolate Data, why don't you just have All her look at them technology on a the screen our and, and, and
10: experience Our universal translator Our years in space Contact with more alien cultures than I can even remember
5: I have encountered 1,754 non-human races during my tenure in Starfleet
10: And we still can't even say hello to these people Correct
1: she also
0: says, well, it seems to be a point of contention
1: between them. A
10: single word can lead to tragedy. That he's saying
0: Darmok, and then the overacting first officer is I like... I know,
1: but doesn't she know that it's a point of contention as opposed to it seeming like a point of contention?
0: Well, you're just reading body language of a species you don't understand, so this, this the seem means... But their body language is the same as ours. But they don't know that. Why can't Troy feel more about what's going on between them? Uh, because she's an empath. Not a, not a psychic. Uh, a a te- telepath.
10: One word misspoken or misunderstood. And that could happen here, Data, if we fail.
5: Replay at time index 144. Dark at Tanagra. Freeze. Computer, search for the term Tanagra. All databases.
3: Searching.
7: Tanagra. The ruling family on Gallus 2.
1: A ceremonial drink on Larishi 4. Sounds good. An island continent on
10: Chantil 3. Stop. Sounds beautiful. Chantil 3.
0: I would have gone Cap- with ruling family because the first time you said Darmok, it was a dynasty.
10: You would cross reference <laughs> the last entry with the previous search index. Darmok is the name of a mytho-historical
1: hunter on Chantil 3.
10: I think we've got
1: something. What is Captain? mytho-historical I really like that
0: term like Homer and the Iliad so it's semi-based on truth or I mean it's unknown because it came from so long ago
7: (sighs) analysis a variable induction field possibly a life form how close is it to the captain Soup's close. The field is erratic, appearing and disappearing, but it appears to be moving toward him. Attacking?
2: Or hugging. Right
7: into LaForge. La Forge here. How close are we on that transporter?
2: Two hours, maybe three. I want
7: the captain out of there now.
2: That's not very likely, sir.
7: I don't want to hear that,
1: Commander. But that's the truth, sir.
5: No, what's the resonance frequency?
10: Point three, four over
1: standard. I was so excited point... that Ashley Judd was in this.
0: <laughs> mm hmm. I don't need a claim to fame for her. Well, this is her claim to fame. This is her first credited role? Really? Yep. She really nailed it. This is
1: a great.
0: I'm being such a jerk. Uh,
1: this you is are, this you're is you're
0: being s- such a, a. I don't even fanboy. What are you being? <laughs> Uh, th- this and is Andy. Su- I am
1: picking Andy. There's no getting around that. <laughs> this this is such a great. You walk on every person who walks on and is doing something in the background is over emphasizing everything. Is over indicating like I'm working control panel. She's just a professional doing her job, responding to the stuff. I wonder if it was because of this performance they bring her back. Right. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was because of this performance that they brought her back, or if they knew they were going to bring her back. And they were setting her up. Uh, well, Andy, I don't know the answer to that. Anyway, great job, Ashley Judd. You deserve a long career after this. And mytho-historic says involving or invoking a mixture of myth and history, related to or concerned with both myths, myth and history. Five three.
0: <laughs> really, that was a useless definition. It
1: really was. The other one. The other one said mythohist- mytho-historic. Was ever relating to mytho history, and
0: there is no definition of mytho history. Sure. <laughs> so it's irritating. It's like one of those uh, memory alpha uh, exactly. entries. <laughs> exactly. Well, what do you think it is? Seven. <laughs> it isn't going to do it. What's thermal? What is it? Uh, it's when Ashley Judd said it in this episode. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Tanagra, referenced by Darmok in the episode <laughs>
2: Darmok. Efficient to 150%.
5: Increasing now.
2: Thetis Laforge. What a pro. We're almost there, Commander. Leffler, shunt the overload to the phase transition sequencers in transporter one. Yes, sir. LaForge to O'Brien. Go ahead, Commander. Confirm phase sequencer linkage.
1: She's taking a page out of Cole Meany's. Link uh, confirmed.
2: Ready whenever you are, sir.
1: Competent professional. That guy never. It's so great. He just like you throw stuff at him. He's never. He's just like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm doing the next thing. It's real impressive. Mm-hmm. I like with it. Fist open.
4: <laughs> with fist open, his army with fist closed. With fist closed, an army with fist open to lure the enemy with fist closed to attack. That's how you communicate, isn't it? By by citing example. By metaphor, Ozani's army, with with fist open, sukkat, his eyes uncovered.
0: <laughs> Guys, we watching. There's a monster on the screen. To me, it looks like just a a, a rock, lava-covered triceratops. Uh, I really like it. I think this is a pretty good... Electricity. Oh, yeah, charge. it is.
1: It's very triceratopsy. It looks a little like Greedo, too. Like Greedo? From Star Wars? Wars. His, How does it look like Greedo to you? He's got a snout, and he's got the things coming up the top, and his face is sort of shaped yeah, the but same way. Greedo's
0: one. only got two. All right. This is a, this is definitely Triceratops, Andy.
1: I'm not saying it's Andy, not this a is Triceratops. Definitely a Triceratops. It's, you know what? It There's
0: no part of this creature that isn't more Triceratops than Greedo. Triceratops doesn't have to defeat Greedo. I think it does in this particular case. Jesus Christ! You're not f- familiar with Picard Triceratops Greedo? <laughs> no. It's, it's just like rock paper scissors. Um, <laughs> Greedo covers Picard. Triceratops crushes Greedo. Greedo. Picard. Shoots first. Yeah.
7: <laughs> proximity. The Tamarian's life signs are fluctuating. Scattering field is still in full force. What the hell is wrong with them? Their senses can read what's going on as well as ours can. Record like to O'Brien, report.
0: You like the ship? Feet. Yeah, it's good. Ship. Yeah, it's a pretty good ship. too. I agree with that. For a guest uh, ship, yeah. sometimes the guest For ships are guest real ship. stupid looking. <laughs> sometimes the guest ships are real leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> um, this uh, I we, we got this ship. You want to use it? <laughs> I guess. <laughs>
1: It's from uh, Space 1999, and I smashed it together with the Star Crash. Ship. Kitbash
0: bash. Kit bash. Kit
1: bashed it. Um, I think this is effective drama, and that it would be so frustrating if you were trying to help someone and somebody beamed you out.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, that happens from time to time in Star Trek, and I always think it's a very useful device. Yeah. Oh.
5: Here's the situation on Eladrell. The entity Parents has moved
0: several vacation. hundred meters.
10: Captain Picard's bioscan...
0: That are very Matt-like.
10: Are stable. The Tamarians are not. He may be injured.
7: If the entity decides
5: to attack again, the captain may be facing it alone. Well, the transporter's out of the question. The
7: Tamarians have deepened the scattering field to the D region of the ionosphere. There's no getting through. Unless we attack the ship itself. Are you able to pinpoint the source of their particle beam? They're using a
5: polarity coil generator located after their warp drive. It's pretty heavily shielded. Could we get through with our phasers? (sighs) Not with the first spread. It'd take a couple of hits. That's not good enough. I need to knock out their scattering fields with one shot, get the captain back on the Enterprise before they know what happened. If we selectively target the amplification pathways around the generator, it should be just as effective. And we can do it in one burst. How long would that take to set up? Orph and I would have to adjust the pre-fire chamber. That'd give us the focus we need. A few hours?
0: I think 20 minutes. Is... I can do it in 20 minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this is really good captaining by Riker. Dealing with the situation. He knows that Picard would not want to... Step over the diplomatic line.
0: Well, also, a Starfleet captain shouldn't want to do that. I know that's true. Don't but just give yeah, some, it to Picard. I well, mean,
1: some of them would I mean, look, be think, more
0: quick triggered. Riker's a good captain. I think we've seen that again and again. Every time he's given commands, I feel like we're we're agreeing, but you're still telling me I'm wrong somehow. I just don't understand why you just don't agree <laughs> with what I just said.
5: <laughs> I would prefer to find a peaceful solution. If we could talk our way out of this one, that much the better.
10: Well, Unfortunately, I mean, it may. What Leffler's up
0: simple. to right now. What did you find out? It's probably engineering. Yeah. Engineering.
5: The Tamarian ego structure does not seem to allow what we normally think of as self-identity. Their ability to abstract is highly unusual. They seem to communicate through narrative imagery, a reference to the individuals and places which appear in their mytho-historical accounts. There it is it's again. as if
10: I were to say to you, Juliet on her balcony, an image of romance. Exactly.
1: Good diagnosis, means everything
10: to the Tamarians. It embodies their emotional states, their very thought processes. It's how they communicate, and it's how they think.
5: If we know how they think, shouldn't we be able to get something across in them? No, sir. The situation is analogous to understanding the grammar of a language, but none of the vocabulary.
10: If I didn't know who Juliet was or what she was doing on that balcony, the image alone wouldn't have any meaning. That's correct. For instance, we know that Darmok was a great hero, a hunter, and that Tanagra was an island.
0: From but
1: that's
10: it. Without the details, there's no understanding.
0: Wait, why don't you just ask the computer for the rest of the details? Because the computer seems to have that story, and it's banks. <laughs>
1: Not telling, because it's a dick. Um, uh, here's another uh, super nitpicky thought. Mm-hmm. why don't you get one of the other betazoids that can read thoughts
0: yeah but I mean our, our I guess it'd be the interpreted same interpreted in
1: language yeah you would you yeah. would just hear them thinking the same thing they're saying and you'd be like what yeah oh, fair enough I was defeated
0: <laughs> my nitpicking was defeated just hold up a book and go Darmok question a mark and then just point at the book and hopefully what'll happen is they'll beam over a copy of the book of Darmok to you, and then you can read it and go, okay. Right, now I can use more examples. Yeah, or hold up your own drawing of what you think Darmok looks yeah. like. Darmok?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Greedo? You or Triceratops?
6: His children, their uh, faces wet.
9: Uh, uh.
0: I don't that don't cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> is that what the translation is? I believe so.
4: Uh, Temba, his arms open. Give me more about Darmok on the ocean. Tanagra on the ocean. Darmok right, right at Tanagra. At Tanagra. Country? Tanagra on the ocean. An island. Temba, his arms wide. Jalad on the ocean. Jalad at Tanagra. Jalad at Tanagra. He went to the same island as Darmok. Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. The beast at Tanagra. The beast? There was a, a creature at Tanagra. Darmok and Jalad, the Beast of Tanagra. They arrived separately. They they struggled together against a common foe, the Beast at Tanagra.
1: It's a really Damak hard
4: and Jalad job at Tanagra
1: that Paul Winfield has in this episode. Yeah of knowing when to indicate that he understands or that he's happy and when he doesn't. Because it's mostly a monologue by I mean, unless Stewart. there's
0: like, da, 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 de, he, he, he he nods with understanding. Yeah. Captain Dathan nods as Picard, you know, could be in the script. You never know. Loosely based on the Bronze Age Sumerian legend of Gilgamesh and Deku, which Picard briefly Thank you, Andy. Sure. Recounts Fordathon Dathan I don't know
1: (laughs)
4: Spare us from his madness Enkidu A wild man From the forest
1: I wonder why the beast doesn't attack at night
0: Maybe his electromagnetic field doesn't work at night So he'd be easily visible as a triceratops You know Yeah probably eats trees like Triceratops, too. Commander. here you go.
5: the bio may be dead, sir. If we know that, sort of the Tamarians. Break La Forge. La Forge here. I need those phasers.
0: We killed their captain. Now let's fire on them.
5: Yes, <laughs> Sensors are tracking the entity. It is approaching Whoops. Captain Picard's position.
1: If I put his hands on this knife, they won't be mad that he's dead. It means he had a fighting chance, but I killed him.
4: <laughs> I understand your sacrifice, Captain. It's Unfortunately, predatory out there has its way. Who? This was... No one will ever know what you tried to do.
0: Post-Predator? Yeah, PP. Hmm. I can't believe that sweater got ruined by this brand new uniform. I like how he's beamed up here.
1: <laughs> it's also extremely enemy mine-ish this episode. Uh-huh. So it's kind of a combination of Predator and enemy mine. Even the makeup is a little bit enemy mine-ish like Louis Lou Gossett Jr.'s enemy mine. Yeah, well, there you go.
0: Come up with something original, jerks. <laughs> yeah, nice try. When the Enterprise fires phasers at the Tamarian vessels, the phasers are being fired from the opening where the photon torpedoes are launched and not from the phaser banks on the saucer section. This mistake was fixed for the Blu-ray release. <laughs> oh, interesting.
5: We cannot survive another hit.
0: It's okay, yeah, it's I know the language, I but I need a new sweater.
1: Let's just take time to fix that first. Cinder!
7: His face black, his eyes red.
4: Tamak! The river Tamak! In winter, Dermak and Jalad at Tanagra. <laughs> Dermak and Jalad on the ocean. So Kath, his eyes open. The beast of Tanagra. Uzani,
0: his army. I don't know how he knew this part. And the walls fell. It was on his arm It was when they were fighting. They were talking about that. His arms always oh, fist open, fist closed.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know what that would mean either. Nobody uh, nobody lowered the shield so he could get the, the teleport. His the, arm's open. The captain's lock.
0: Maybe uh, They have a frequency that goes past that. They haven't established that uh, technology yet. <laughs> well, that was not as good a fix.
5: <laughs> Power has been restored, sir.
0: Oh, also, didn't they destroy oh. the shields at oh, that Oh, point? I see. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, a, that's a better <laughs> explanation is the thing that actually was happening in the show that I was paying attention
1: to
7: friends, Captain.
4: Can't say, number one. Well, at least they're not
0: new enemies. They gave me this knife. It's pretty cool, right? Pew, pew. We oh. can act uh, out what happened down on the planet later.
4: No, of course not, number one. Please.
5: The damage report's ready for your review. Thank
1: you. I have a lot of pads like this on my desk.
5: Greek, sir.
4: Oh. The Homeric hymns, one of the root metaphors of our own culture. For the next
5: time we encounter the Tamarians?
4: More familiarity with our own mythology might help us to relate to theirs. The Tamarian was willing to risk all of us, just for the hope of Communication, connection. Now the door is open between our peoples. That commitment meant more to him than his own life. Thank you, Namor. No
0: you telling me to get out? You're just tired of yourself, dude. <laughs> I
1: did not really do
0: anything. got oh. a full cool knife. <laughs> That's really the greatest thing we've accomplished here. He just stabs the fish tank. <laughs> what if I
1: carved my initials on this window? Then every time I look, it'll be like my initials are out in space.
0: It's transparent aluminum. You're not going to be able to. I'm just saying. They haven't advanced beyond transparent aluminum by this point? No. <laughs>
1: uh, what was I, got? I had a really smart point.
0: Oh, boy. Make it elsewhere, Andy, because we have finished Darmok. All right. In record time. Yeah? Well, how much time are we in? Only an hour and a half into the show. Oh. Finally, the normal length of a podcast. But we've still got a lot of stuff to do, so here we go. I have to imagine that that uh, the uh, the bag was pretty long today. Oh, we hit 47 minutes before we started talking about this episode. Oh,
1: they're probably going to be disappointed. People have been waiting for this for a long time. Um. All right. Here we go. I'm sorry I should have been ready for this. Uh uh Oh my god, I'm really having problems over here.
0: What what, what do you think's causing the problems? I don't know. Is it your trackpad not clicking? Is it uh what is it? Well, it's the
3: NBC Just remember that this podcast is
0: free. It's Picard. Come on, guys. Who are we kidding here?
1: Riker does a good job.
0: Of what? Of captaining the ship. and uh, uh, Nothing changes. Yeah, and I guess... Because of what Riker did. I guess they're about to get destroyed. Yeah, except that he... By the time Picard... The only thing that uh, Riker has done successfully is generate a damage report to give to Picard at the end. Right. I'm going to leave my ship undamaged. I'm going to go down to the planet. I'm going to fix everything. I'm going to come back up, and you're going to hand me a damage report. He made hand- he made uh, sound decisions. He just wasn't in this sure. control. To you know, it's it's really it's on
1: it's on uh, it's on data and. Uh, and Troy, that they didn't figure it
0: out in the time. Well, they did figure it way. out, but they just couldn't get any further than that for some reason. I don't know why they didn't open the hailing frequencies and start talking is, about Darmok and Jalad. That's and a real. Maybe try thing. to get a little bit more. Yeah, that is a real thing. But otherwise, I, you know, it's for me. It's Patrick Stewart. I don't know what Andy thinks. I think he, the he same. It's Lavar Burton. I don't know.
1: Lavar Burton did a good job. He did everything that Riker asked him to. True. And Lavar Burton himself did everything that uh, the writers and the directors asked him to. Absolutely. The Andy or some other method of ranking? We're working on it. Um, Matt, I want to hear yours first. This is one of the most renowned
0: episodes. People have been talking about it for a long time. No, it's one of the most referenced episodes. This is the most renowned. I don't know. Darmok's a good episode. It's very, you know, it's very Star Trek sci-fi lesson kind of thing. Very cool concept. I give it a six point five a six point five maybe a seven I was gonna give it a six point eight I'm gonna round it up to a seven this is so we've never interesting. given a point eight so it's a seven for me
1: you're giving it a seven so yeah. for you it's not what uh, break it down like what 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 goes
0: into that seven well what actually happens in this episode Andy not a ton for me yeah um you know I think the performances are great sure the story's interesting uh-huh um but, you know, I don't... You know, some of it's a little out of character for me. Like, I don't really... A lot of data is out of character here, I think. How so? Uh, he's doing a lot of reacting to Troy and the fact that there's 47 references to Darmok in the computer. Like, that's an overwhelming number for him to handle. Yeah, he doesn't do... when he good. could just go ahead and read them all and cross-section himself and be quicker than the computer
1: i almost feel like they were kind of giving troy more to do in that section because they weren't allowing troy to solve the problem that it was more uh, likely that she would have solved which is the communication problem Mm. Um, but yeah i agree with you in, in reference to that um look based on the amount of time they had and all the things that, that would have been stumbling block story wise that they've successfully circumvented. It's very it's very impressive. Uh, it's got a great message that it lands handily, um, and uh, really has a really nice message of friendship. And you can kind of feel your heart swell with the friendship. And I think that's what everybody responds to. I think that's why everybody loves it. Outside of just the obvious catchphraseology.
0: And the the sheer achievement in storytelling, I think, that it is for a 44-minute show.
1: Well, oh, this was the thing I was going to say. It's interesting how often at this point in the series, I'm not really tracking it, This the B plot was all about the A plot. Yeah. How often are we doing that now?
2: Well, it's pretty I frequent. I mean,
1: it seems to happen a lot lately. Yeah. And that's is that the shape that the show... Eventually falls into it entirely, or sometimes they depart, and it's a totally different people. I, I don't know that I've ever really
0: even thought about it. I'll, I'll be interested to keep an eye and on how it. you can keep an eye on it. This well, is there. an Andy Secunda's things to watch for. <laughs> we don't need a theme for that one. Don't.
1: Um. So I really like all that stuff. I really like the construction, as Matt says, of the story. I like the performances. It doesn't. I'm surprised you went that low because I thought you would have been like, "This is the greatest thing ever." Um, that seems to be how I mean, everybody
0: you, you also saw it. What do you think? I, I think it's you're having and Han over here instead of just putting a number on it, like a like a like a human being who stands by your convictions. I am trying to read internally what what was missing for me,
1: and uh, I think it's it just. It was good all around. It would have been
0: a better story for me if it if the B story wasn't them on. I wish they had left Picard and and the other captain on that planet to solve that thing and gone off and done something else. That's valid with a, with a rendezvous point for Picard. Because well, I they don't could, need everybody being. But an they idiot couldn't have left the ship. They yes, would, they could have. They could have. Like it could, have, have, left it could have been an established conference between two captains. The end. Right. right? And they could have been going through that on the planet. Picard could have figured it all out. And then the sh- ship would have been rendezvousing with them. You know, at a, at a predetermined amount of time. You didn't need them in orbit talking about being stupider. You didn't need a thousand crew members and God knows how many crew members on the Tamarian vessel not communicating with each other when you have Picard down there solving the problem.
1: Um, I hear one what you're on saying. One. I think my critique uh, solution is almost in the opposite direction, which is I felt like the, con- the tension wasn't high enough for me. Mm-hmm. I think from the beginning, I think Paul Winfield has such a sweet quality about him that it's kind of like, you know, this guy's going to be fine. And it's just a matter of you know them figuring out how to communicate with each other. Whereas if they pick someone more threatening and there was much higher tensions between the two ships, maybe where they're in a full scale battle like a cat and mouse kind of thing a la Star Trek Two, you know s- circling the planet kind of a deal and then it's really like oh I don't know if they're even going to survive well, and then Picard shows up you like that kind of thing I don't I hear that that's accurate but but I think that to me is, is sort of dramatically what's kind of missing in terms of the conflict uh, side note there's more conflict between our characters on the ship in this episode and I really like that so um that's a long way of saying um Did you give us a number yet? No, I'm saying six point five fuck or is a seven. Wrong with you? <laughs> I'm uh, really figuring it out. Why are you hemming and hawing over this? There's a lot of pressure on me to to come up with my reaction there, to it. Is there? Well, amongst the people who listen to this podcast. Oh, I see. I'm not saying in the real world. Yeah. Wow. Well. uh six point five or a seven. And uh I think I'm gonna give it a seven just because it's uh because it's it's an accomplishment in
0: writing. Well, I wanted to give it a six point eight, so but I gave you it you know 7. what I'm going to say I a six point eight. I rounded it up. Do we have to round it up? I feel like we're doing point fives here, always. So round it up to the nearest because I was. We are, give it we a have 6. been, 8. but it's our show. Okay, you can give it a six point eight. <laughs> I think it's very valid. <laughs> you can give. I mean, still the six point five a and a seven. The average is six point seven 5. five. That'll really drive Brad <laughs> insane. So, it is what it is. <laughs> I think we both agree it's six point seven five. There you go,
1: <laughs> six point seven five. Uh,
0: <laughs> all right. Well, that was fun. Wasn't that fun, Andy? I don't know.
1: Was it fun? You seem like you're in a in an odd state of mind today, my friend.
0: I don't know. I'm. I don't know. Two days away from having a baby. I don't. Is I mean, that it? You're I'm, just a little distracted, little frazzled, little yeah, a little frazzled, little trying to get podcasts done, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. We should probably head back into the president circle to say howdy to all those presidents that we got to say howdy to. Seems like a good plan. And then
1: after that, uh, tune in for uh, Frederick Rombat's full Darmok slash Frank Sinatra song.
0: <laughs> all right. Let's just head back in here. Again, everybody. It's great to be here. They love they love the B-52. They really do. The circle. Fred.
1: What's his name? The singer. Wait, we're at the Sorry. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. It's okay. <laughs> I often try and use Matt as my computer. <laughs>
0: my onboard computer.
1: Computer. What was Fred? What was his name?
0: Kate Pearson. I remember Kate Pearson. Ken... Uh... <laughs> Ken... Fred Schneider. Ken... Ken What's the guitar player's name? Oh, boy. Anyway. Hi, everybody. Well, we left off with uh, Barry, so let's head on down to uh, Rob Cumberland. Lieutenant Neal. Lee Keenan Andrew Reeves Will Holesclaw Holesclaw. Lieutenant Matthew Dillon, thank you so much Oh look, it's Lieutenant Matthew Cutler There's Lieutenant Sandy Federick Oh, there's Matt Schaefer There's Jeff Millies There's Risa Kowchuk There's Tony Lynn in the corner there Simon Harper There's Stephen Small, he's got three milkshakes in front of him Joe Dennerly There's Linda Dilbeck Colin McKeon Ryan Solo Gareth Case Seth Olson Brian Teer Daniel Stenrud Janilla Jerome Robert. Robbins Janilla Jerome Robbins Marcus Martin Brock Kloster or Closter Lieutenant Christina Peck Matthew Weibert Fanatically down. spelled, thank you Yes, feel free to put it in next to your name uh,
1: Where your name is put in uh-huh. Lieutenant Laura Hansen Thank uh, you uh, doug
0: my chris dq but fancy <laughs> dq but fancy that's how he <laughs> phonetically spelled it uh marcello vito andrew marquis stephanie oh here we go vienno she spelled it out phonetically just wrote stefan oh stefan yeah vienno we nailed it completely because of the full parenthetical Lieutenant Ken Campbell Joe Sullivan Lieutenant Michael uh, Kamal
1: Abulhausen Adam Zani <laughs> Benjamin Hill Miriam
0: Centeno uh, Peter Shearn Lieutenant Jeremy Thank you hey, so much Hey look it's Heather Nelson And right over there is the Tony King The King C.D. Jesse Tuschinski. Christopher Fineggi Aaron Uh Ben Badenoch. Joseph Moran. Badnock's a very good name. Uh, you might have been at Tura- Tanagro, Badnock. Yeah. Badnock and Darmock at Tanagra. All right. Joseph Moran. Alexis Boussier. Mr. Bundy. Andrew Gibson. Andrew. Brandon Callinger, Michael Yatsko. Tucker Powers. Edward Ingram, Timothy Cullen, Lieutenant Andrew, Joel Cude, Lieutenant Jason Brown, Jeff Kelso, Chuck Day, Dan McLeod, Kashmir Woods, Michael Howe, Darren Deschamps, Gary Martinez, Jesse Glassby, Richard Davis, C.C. Sadler, Rob Rennie, Masato
1: Kaida, Timothy Sebel, C.P.O. Ernesto
0: Castaña, and uh, let's see How shall I end this Stephanie Herman Stephen Herman That's what I meant St- or, or, Stefan. or Stefan Stefan Herman, Herman. Yeah. yeah Stephane is also the way Kyle Thompson it. Vincent Neary Troy Ray And why don't we wrap things up With Rebecca Shavita Shavita Spelled out Like a Like a Like a Like a good person Like Who her name Read correctly by two people who cannot read things correctly. Yep. Uh, Wow. Oh, Rock Lobster wrapping up on time. (laughs) Unbelievable. Uh, I think that they just saw it. They saw it coming and they chose to. Andy, I'm going to go ahead and beam us out. And then, uh, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned for uh, the Frank Sinatra song you've all been wanting and didn't know you wanted until it was made for us. Here. Uh, Wait, what? Shall I put the... It's going to be at the end of the other thing. Never mind. Here we go disengage everybody oh my goodness Frank, Sinatra, come
3: on Frank Sinatra come on one of two moons riot jeary at lunga so cough his eyes opened to the children of Tama in other words open him. Let's listen to Matt and Andy. Dumbak and gelato, that's Tanagra on the scene. Shaka, when the walls fell, Tampa's arms are wide to me. In other words, make it so. In other words, here's the show. River of Termoc in winter, Kira at Lashie. Mirab with his sails unfold, close fists of Uzani. Andy and Matt take Up. Now fuck love this and gage
2: Follow Star Trek the next conversation on social media. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. On Facebook Search for Star Trek TNC and join the face group. Send comments, questions, prime correctives, and anything else to sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a voice hail, call 816-TREK-TNC. That's 816-873-5862. For callers outside of the United States, use country code PLUS1. And don't worry, no one answers the phone. It's only for messages. If you've got something to mail to Matter Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda, P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California 90046. And please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content, visit patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC, via Lieutenant for only $5 per month, or join the President Circle for $17.01 per month.